Good morning and Boker Tov. Hope everybody is well and pumped up for our 10 minutes of meaning in which we are continuing to learn Mesil Sashar and the Ramcha Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato's instruction for how to live our best selves, how to live our most perfect selves, how to set goals and create resolutions to achieve them, to unlock our potential, the best of ourselves, to make the biggest impact <clears throat> and to be able, excuse me, to leave the biggest legacy in our lives. I want to thank our generous sponsors of the series for the year, our dear friends Lenny and Chani Grunstein, who sponsored a memory of Chani's amazing father, Aaron Ben Yitzchak, Mr. Aaron Tambor, who's Neshama Shadav and Aliyah. Thank you, Grunsteins, for all that you do for us and for our community and for your generous sponsorship. We are in the middle of the chapter of Nikias of cleanliness, how to rid ourselves and purge ourselves of the type of behaviors and the type of uh, habits that we have formed that are not our best selves, that sabotage our best selves, that harm and damage our relationships. And our relationships in the three realms in which we live, I've been saying often that people mistakenly think we live in two realms, a relationship with God and a relationship with people around us. But I would say during this pandemic, many of us are discovering what is one of the most important relationships in our lives, if not the most important, which is Ben Adam La'atzma, the relationship we have with ourselves. What are the conversations we have with ourselves? What are the dreams and aspirations? What are our fears and our biggest worries? Who are we when no one else is around? How are we when no one else is around? It's what we discover about ourselves when we go into a lockdown, a retreat, a quarantine, when we're not integrated fully into that world, Ben Adam La'atzma. Who are we and what are we in the relationship with ourselves? Not just the composite of the people around us, not just meeting the expectations, not just with competing with the lifestyle of the people around us, but who are we in our core? Who are we when the rubber meets the road? Who are we in how we want to be thought of and the legacy we want to leave and the impact and the difference that we want to make? So the Midah of Nikias is self-reflection, introspection. It is examining our lives. And it's saying, what are the qualities, what are the character traits, what are the behaviors, that if I want to be my best self, if I want to be thought of the best by others, what do I need to work on and improve? How am I perceived? Am I an envious, anxious person? Am I an arrogant person? Do I get angry often? Is it about me? Am I an ego person? Or am I a selfless, giving person? Am I, I'm going to write an article today, please God, for this week, coming up to the first year at site, of my dear friend, Rabbi Dr. Brian Galba. Brian was a connector. Am I a connector or a divider? Do I bring people together? Do I make connections with those around me? Or do I divide with judgment? Do I divide with hypercriticism? Do I divide by trying to marginalize? Am I a connector? Am I a promoter? Am I a divider? Who am I and how am I perceived by others? So the Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato says it begins with Zahira's mindfulness, caution, and then it turns to Zeriza's alacrity, zeal. Set goals, make resolutions, go pursue them and make them happen. And now we're up to the Midah of Nikias. We're up to the Midah of when I'm living a disciplined, mindful life, I'm able to stop and say to myself, is this what I want to say? Is this what I want to do? Is this how I want to be perceived? And in that context, Ramchal has been going through one by one how to eliminate vulgarity and profanity, how to be careful with our eating habits, healthy living and a healthy lifestyle, how to, now we're up to, being careful with our language. Last we spoke about the context, the concept of Shavuos, which is our parsha, Matos, Masay, Nidorim. Now we're starting with the, uh, being careful with our words, the promises, the pledges we make. Are we punctual when we tell someone we're going to be there a certain time? Do we show up on time? When we told them we're going to do something, do we follow through? Is our word our bond? Does it mean anything? Or are we casual with our words? Do our words actually not have any meaning whatsoever? So we're up to the following. The Ramchal now moves over into the world of lying. 
People who lie. And there are three categories or three levels of liars. There are pathological liars where how do you know that they're not telling the truth? Because they've opened their mouth. Pathological liars who lie, and I'll tell you, we all know some pathological liars. You know someone's a pathological liar when they lie for no reason at all. When they didn't need to lie. They're not covering their tracks. They're not covering themselves. They're not trying to impress you. There's no gain by their lie. The person who lies for no reason, no benefit, no gain is simply because they're a pathological liar, a pathological exaggerator, a pathological distorter. This category number one. And then I'll move over to the category of those who mix lies and truth. Those who have a general fidelity to the truth, but they can't help it. Once in a while, they move in and they mix in a lie. And then you have the sporadic liars, the people who lie because they're caught, they're in trouble. I'm five minutes away, even though you're 20 minutes away. I'm here, even though you're supposed to be there because you know you don't want to be, be caught. The people who uh, sporadically lie to cover themselves, but still are violating their own character by their inability to be loyal to the truth. Says the Ramchal, lying, lying. Not being loyal to the truth is a widespread illness. Honesty is such a lonely word, as one of the great Jewish poets of contemporary times has written and sung. Honesty is a lonely word. It's a holy ra. It's a terrible, terrible illness, Dvar Sheker. And it has spread wide. Ula madregos, madregos yeshbo. It has many levels to it. By the way, media, social media, real news, fake news, fake social media, it has become a platform that has enabled us to spread the idea of lies greater and faster and larger than any other medium that has come before. Think about social media, how many people exaggerate, how many people lie, how many people post things that aren't vetted. You have people who their entire life, lifestyle, livelihood is intertwined with lying, with exaggerating, with being provocative, with being salacious. There are people who continuously create total fabrications. Why? Because they want to be included as if they're smart, insightful, wise. They want to be turned to as an expert. So they position themselves as an expert on something that they have no expertise in whatsoever. As if they know a lot. And about them, the Pasuk says, Pasuk in Yeshayahu, your lips uttered lies, your tongues give voice to injustice. Lips and lie are the abomination of the eternal. And this is particularly poignant in the time in which we find ourselves. We are in the three weeks, we're in a time of exile. Kadosh Baruch said, I don't want to live with you in the same house. I'm destroying my base on Mikdash, and we're dividing. Where we have irreconcilable differences. I'm moving out. We need to go through a period of separation. And what is the impetus? What provokes Hashem to take this drastic and dramatic measure? Because of behavior like this. Kaddish Baruch Hu, we're going to see Chosam Kaddish Baruch Hu, Emes Hashem's signature is truth. His logo, his emblem, what he stands for is truth. Kaddish Baruch Hu is the ultimate of truth. An inability to lie, to distort, to manipulate. And so he says to live with somebody who I don't know whether they're telling me the truth, somebody who doesn't follow through on their promise and pledge, somebody whose word is not their bond, somebody who will exaggerate and distort, I can't live with you. I can't live with you. So Yeshayahu Anavi, the great Isaiah the prophet, 
when they reflect on the destruction, these three weeks in which we're not getting haircuts and shaving and listening to music, and we're in this period of deep mourning for this deep reality that with all the period of redemption and the miracle of the modern state of Israel, we still don't have Hashem dwelling fully in our midst. We still don't have a base on Mikdash to visit and to turn to and to find comfort in. And the Navi and the prophets tell us why. Yishayar Navi tells us why. It's not because we weren't obedient as we needed to in ritual religious life, although of course that's critically important and we should always seek to grow in that area but rather it's the interpersonal relationships. Because Baruch Hu says, where's your sense of justice? Where's your fighting for right from wrong? Where are you taking care of the vulnerable? And among the things that the prophets call us out on is, where's your loyalty and fidelity to truth? You're a people, you're a generation that proliferates lies, that just spreads manipulations and distortions. Truth doesn't mean anything to you. You have no problem lying. You have no problem exaggerating. You have no problem misreporting. You have no problem bending the truth and breaking it all together. And that HaKadosh Baruch has no tolerance for. And that's what the Gemara says in Sota, that there are four categories of people who HaKadosh Baruch the Almighty does not want to dwell in their midst. There are four categories of people that none of us want to be around. We all know those pathological liars, that the way you know that they're telling a lie is that the fact that their lips are moving. They're telling you a story, it never happened that way. They're telling you something that happened to them. They're taking a, uh, credit for a success. We all know it didn't happen, it's not true. They're acting like an expert in something, they don't know what they're talking about. They're telling you, no problem, I'm gonna call you, I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna write that check, I'm gonna give that donation, I'm gonna show up. They're never reliable, it's not gonna happen. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, just like you don't wanna be around such a person, I don't want to be around such a person. And if you're a generation of such people, I don't want to be around you. I'm simply taking a break. So one of the things that we need to work on, how timely we're learning this now in these three weeks, one of the things we need to work on is our sense of truthfulness, faithfulness. Are we reliable, dependable? Are we faithful to our word, to our commitments? Are we liars? There who are resemble them. They're not exactly like them. They are the people who distort things in their stories. They don't walk around peddling and selling their lies. It's not people who are pathological liars, who lie for no reason. But when they're telling a story, they'll exaggerate facts. They'll exaggerate the way it comes to them. They don't need to. They just exaggerate. And it becomes second nature to them. It becomes second nature to exaggerate. And you know what the consequence, you know what the reality, you know what the punishment is for the person who perpetually exaggerates? Nobody ever trusts them. Nobody ever trusts them. Even when they're telling the truth, people are suspicious of them. Because, you know, you ever been with someone when something happened, and then you're with them when they're repeating that story to someone else, and you're like... I, I was there. That's not the way it happened. Yeah, the kernel of it is true, the seed of it is true, but you have introduced facts that never happened, features that never occurred. You have exaggerated, and it was totally unnecessary. The event, the story was worth telling without your exaggerations. So you know what happens to such a person? The next time you're with them, they may be telling you the truth, but you're suspicious of them. You don't accept them at face value. They've lost. They have lost the trust for, the, the trustworthiness. It's become ingrained within them. This is what our prophet, not Yeshayahu, this time is Jeremiah, Yirmiyahu. If you accustom your tongue to tell lies, you've exhausted with wrongdoing, meaning nobody will trust you. 
All we have is our word. That's our reputation. That's the impression we leave. That's the legacy we leave on others. Do we want it to be said about us? Oh, they told you? You could take that to the bank. Whatever they said they mean, they follow through. Whatever they say you know you could take as God's word, it's 100% true. Or do you want to be the type of person who exaggerates and lies and distorts and manipulates and there's nothing trustworthy about what we say? Who do we want to be and how do we want to be perceived? And that comes back to the mindfulness. With everything we say and with everything we do, is it worth it? Is it worth it? The reaction from the story by exaggerating. To make a person happy, to be a people pleaser and therefore say something that we have no intention and no ability to follow through on. Or do we be a straight shooter? Our word is our bond. What we say is what we mean. We speak the truth and we're loyal to the truth. I don't want to say at all costs, because there are circumstances where you can bend the truth, which make it complicated and a slippery slope. But is the core, the foundation of who we are, a connection and a commitment to truth? Please, God, will pick up with this next week. Everyone's invited, 845 Living with Emuna. And tonight, 9 p.m., we go behind the bima with the great Charlie Harari. Looking forward, 9 p.m. tonight. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. See everyone back in 15 minutes. Have a healthy, happy, and holy day.